Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and Football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 3-1 defeat at home in the Champions League. Uh, disgrace, I thought it was a terrible, terrible performance. Um, I thought at certain spells we we played alright, should have definitely scored a couple of goals, should have killed PSG off at certain points, but we completely failed to do it. Um, there's lots of individual things that did go wrong. I don't think that this defeat is on any one particular incident. Fred tackling a player and getting sent off. He won the ball. Um, Martial missing an open goal. I've spoken about those chances before. You know, those point-blank range shots. I have. I've spoken about them in the last couple of episodes. You, you've got to put those away. Uh, the absolutely abysmal performance of uh, Maguire and Lindelof again. Again, I bring this up every episode because it, it's not up to me to drop them. You know, if <laughs> if it was up to me, they wouldn't play the next couple of games. Um, but they're picked again, they made mistakes again, and we're letting three goals. And I, th- I think that they are to blame for all three of the goals, really. Um, because they are centre-backs, they're supposed to, they're supposed to mark um, players and, and do certain things. I, I thought they were absolute shambles today. It's... Something particular I noticed in this match. It's really quite interesting and quite um, bizarre. You look at what our, our attack is a capable. Sorry, you look at what our attack is capable of, and you look at how bad our defense is, and you think, how is it sometimes that we can be really, really, really good in attack? We weren't clinical enough today. We were good in attack, but we weren't clinical enough today. I'm talking about like general sort of chance creation. Can be really, really fantastic sometimes. But you you, you switch to our defense after that, and it's like, what what's going on? Um, I just don't know how how Ollie's not looking at Lindelof and Maguire and thinking like, hey, you know what? I should maybe change one of them now i remember saying i think this was a couple of months ago when i said hey maybe you should you know they don't work as a centre-back pairing maybe you should put maguire or lindelof with somebody else i think you should drop both of them i think they both need to be dropped um and then the the only other two options we apparently would have would be bailey and uh twenzibi because jones isn't registered for the premier league uh, and i wouldn't want phil jones to play anyway because he's no better than either of them two anyway um I just, it's really, I, I don't know how Oli can't see that. And Oli made mistakes again today. I'm not going to call him a clown. Uh, I am Oli out. I do think that he should be sacked. Just because of, in big games like this, you've got to make the right decisions. And he didn't today. He really, really didn't. I know that we've won the last couple of games and things have been good. I've been happy on the podcast. All that kind of thing. You know, Cavani's uh, two goals against Southampton, getting the winner. Brilliant. Great. Um, but it's it's again that level of inconsistency, um, and although I like Matomane, I like Matomane. I think he's got a good potential for for the future. I think he needs a bit of training and whatnot. Uh, the decision to start him over Van der Beek is extremely puzz- puzzling. And do you remember on on the previous episode, I said um, I want Van der Beek to play five games in a row, ninety minutes. And he managed to do that for one game, because I remember saying I remember saying last time, hey, you know, if if in the next game he he picks Donny Van der Beek, picks him, that will be two out of five, and I want him to do five. Nope, he uh, doesn't doesn't start in this game. He came on later on, which is 
I don't know, there's there's still issues around Ole's late substitutes. I mean, why is Van Der Beek coming on in the 77th minute? Why is Igalo coming on in the 89th minute? Is he expecting Igalo to come on? Igalo to come on and score two goals? And I don't know what I don't know what that sort of thing is about. I I, I don't understand. But um, there there were certain performances certain performances today that I thought were good. Um, nobody was really amazing. Um, I haven't quite actually at the moment decided my man of the match. Because um, even Fernandez, even as brilliant as Bruno Fernandez has been, it's I think you've demonstrated in this game that okay, yeah, you can rely on Bruno Fernandez an awful lot, but you can't do it for like every single game forever. You know, eventually Bruno's still a human being at the end of the day. And uh, how many games can he play 19 minutes for? How much longer can that keep going on for? Because he's played 10 games in a row. It's been a very, very long time since Bruno Fernandes hasn't started a game. And I'm not calling for him to be dropped. I'm calling for him to be rested because he's a human being that can get tired. Um, that's, that's the, and I'm not putting that in there as an excuse, I don't think Bruno was as good today, but he looked a bit tired, he looked a bit, sort of, out of it, and I, I can't blame him, you know, we, the amount that he's been lifting this team up, alongside other players, uh, Cavani, Van Der Beek, and a little bit of Fred, here and there, you, you can't expect that to last too long, um, so I'm not gonna put, you know, we didn't lose because of Bruno Fernandes today, so, uh, there's that. Uh, not being clinical enough yet. Martial missing an open goal. Completely inexcusable. Um, I've spoken, like I said, about those uh, open goal chances. You, you've got to be putting that away. I mean, now, I might think this because I, I'm, I'm a bit of a smaller person. You know, I'm not like really, really, really short. But I'm, you know, below average. Kind of in terms of in terms of height. I've stood in front of an 11-a-side goal. And I don't know how some how a professionally played footballer who trains multiple times a week, plays once or twice a week, can miss from there. I I just, I don't understand it. In fact, I remember when I had a ball in, uh, I was playing on a field once, and uh, with, with, with some people, and there was a level side goal, and I th- it was, to me, it was, the situation was flipped. It was, instead of, like, how can I hit the target, I was thinking, how can I miss the target? Like, how can I actually kick this ball? I would have to, I almost felt like I'd have to do it on purpose. So for Martial... Um, and I'm picking on him because he did it in this game. You know, if somebody else did it in this game, I would have picked on them as well. Uh, just like I've done in the previous episodes with um, Martial and Rashford from a few games ago against West Brom. Um, they they did it in, in that game. It was, yeah, it's a situation where I was like, okay, how do I actually miss this goal by kicking this ball? It it just felt so difficult. So uh, I I think there's, I, you know, we did, again, we didn't lose the game because of Martial. Um, we lost the game for lots of different reasons. I think it's a disgraceful decision to uh, send Fred off for winning the ball. Um, I heard a rule during this game that, like, you can't go to VAR for a second yellow. I don't know how true that is. How true that is. I mean, they didn't go to VAR and it was a second yellow, so I guess that does apply. Uh, I don't know if that's a Champions League rule or if you can do that in the Premier League. I don't really know. But that was a disgrace. Like, the the very first replay that I saw of that... I was like, okay, Fred's won the ball. I, I've seen it. I've seen his foot touch the ball. That's that. That's that's a tackle, and it gets sent off. Um, it just it's there's multiple things that happened in this game that just threw us further and further and further down the Fred red card, which shouldn't have been. Martial missed. He shouldn't have missed. Uh, terrible defending again. 
um, not putting away chances. That's four different things. Ollie's decisions, both from the starting to, uh, of the team and the, the late subs again. So that's five things. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of reasons as to why we lost this game. Um, in terms of the goals, I can't actually remember the goals to be honest. Um, I mean, I remember Rashford, so I'll talk about that one. Uh, yeah, bit a bit, bit a little bit lucky. I don't know if that goal's actually gone down as Rashford's or if it's gone down as a known goal. I'm not really sure, um, but I'll I'll look it up a bit later, I suppose. Because uh, sometimes those decisions can can get made and then actually actually can get changed later on. So uh, we'll have to see how that works out. Um, but uh, yeah, you got that as well. Uh, you got the defending with like the last goal. You know, it's just a bunch of defensive mistakes. Uh, letting the goal in from the corner. Now I do want to look at that. Now that I'm thinking about the goals and remembering them a bit better. Um, actually, I, I remember all for all three goals now. Um, the first goal for PSG too slow defensively. Um, that's not specifically on Maguire and Lindelof, but they're part of it. They're supposed to be the central part of it. Too slow from all six of the of the defensive players. So Wamba Saka, Lindelof, Maguire, Tellez, McTominay, Fred. Too slow from all of them. Um, nobody really moves quick enough to actually intercept the ball from Neymar. Second goal from the corner. Uh, for some reason, Lindelof and Maguire, if you notice them, they both push forward. I don't know why they're not challenging for the ball. And then the third goal is just a bit of an open goal sort of situation. So, there's my thoughts on those. Uh, that's pretty much my thoughts on the actual game. Let me get into uh, house housekeeping and player ratings in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend. But... It won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we finished today, concluded our coverage of The Walking Dead World Beyond Season 1. It was a double episode and uh, almost a double length podcast. It was the longest one that we've ever done, uh, an hour 55 minutes, uh, talking about two episodes of The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, so Season 1, Episode 9 and Season 1, Episode 10, so you can listen to that. If and when you've got time. I mean, you can pause the podcast and come back later or whatever. But uh, that's it for the World Beyond for this season. And it will be back for its second and final season uh, next year. If you're wondering, it was only built to last two seasons. That was the goal of it anyway. So it's not like cancelled or anything like that. So uh, that's the situation there. Um, gaming talk this week. Robert wasn't able to join me, so I did a solo episode. Uh, talked about the James Bond game in development from IO Interactive. Those are the developers of the Hitman game, so that makes a lot of sense. That's really good. Talked about this interesting, weird kind of Crash Bandicoot video that came out, sort of teasing something. We don't really know what it is, um, and and that kind of thing. And also talked about Last of Us Part Two winning six awards at the uh, Golden Joystick Awards for this year. So that was great as well. Um, did my spoiler-free review for Watch Dogs Legion. You can listen to that. Uh, United cast for 3-2 against Southampton. Let's Play Sundays for Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, Discovering Star Trek for Star Trek Discovery Season 3 Episode 7. Uh, we're up to there. TV Talk last week did that with Grey. Talks about High School Musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. Emily in Paris on Netflix, Procedurals. A bunch of other stuff and uh, also The Undoing on HBO and Sky Atlantic. Um, what else do we have? And then the last thing that we've got is um, Fear the Walking Dead has concluded now for its mid-season, season 6, episode 7. And that will be back at some point next year as well. In terms of, <coughs> excuse me. In terms of the Walking Dead shows, all three of them, uh, they're all finished for the year. So we'll, we'll be back at some point for when they return. David De Gea, um, I'm going to give him an average 6. I thought that he did well with a terrible defence in front of him. <laughs> uh, made a couple of good saves here and there. I don't, I'm not going to really fault him for the goals necessarily. Um, so that's De Gea. One Bissaka. I thought, I thought him and Tellers played better than Maguire and Lindelof. They both made mistakes. They both were pretty good in attack today. I do have to be honest about that. So I'm going to give them an average 6 both as well. Actually, I'll give Tellers a 7. I was quite impressed with Tellers at certain points. Um, Maguire and Lindelof, if I could give them. I mean, I don't know who's making the rules. It's my podcast. I'm going to give them a 0 or a 1, whichever makes sense. Absolutely atrocious performance from the pair of them today. Um, I think they both need to be dropped. I don't know what that armband is doing on Maguire's arm. You need to take it off, put it on Bruno's arm. I actually saw today... On the pitch, Bruno was like pointing and shouting at people. I don't see Maguire doing that. Maguire is the one, the main one supposed to be. Other players can do that, but Maguire is supposed to be the main one doing that because he's the captain. I never see him do it. I never ever ever see him do it. I see him talk to other players maybe. Um, I remember a few times when like uh, Lindelof and uh, Fernandez have had arguments about things. Probably a mistake that Lindelof made, but I just thought they were abysmal today. Absolutely, completely abysmal. And uh, it's it's just basic defensive things as well. Um, and I think they both need to be dropped. I thought they were terrible. Uh, McTominay, uh, going to give him... I mean, the upset Neymar, which was... I actually thought that was really funny. Um, the funny part about that, I don't know if you, some of you noticed, um, McTominay went to tackle Neymar, won the ball. Uh, McTominay sort of walking backwards over Neymar. Doesn't step on him or anything. Neymar's like using his hands to try and like get McTominay off of him. And then f- and then out of nowhere, Neymar goes, oh my ankle. 
<laughs> what are you doing? Your ankle's not hurt. Like, you, you weren't moaning about that a second ago. Because, um, you know, if a tackle usually goes in on a player or a foul and their ankle hurts, they'll touch it straight away. Not like, oh, two seconds later, quick, what can I do to get the referee's attention? I'll quickly hold my ankle. Uh, most of the PSG, PSG players were doing it. They're terrible. Um, I'll give him an average 6. I don't think he did anything special. He upset Neymar, which was funny. Uh, Fred, I'm going to give him an 8. I thought he was really, really unlucky today with um, both with the yellow card and with the uh, the the, the uh, tackle that he won that he got sent off for. Um, I think it's an absolute disgrace that he was sent off and uh, that needs to be looked at. Rashford, I thought Rashford could have done some better choices at certain points. I don't think he had a terrible game. He scored sort of a deflected goal um i don't know why we're trying to shove him on the right wing like it's just i don't know we've 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 really got a right winger problem and it's like okay let's just put this player here no put this player here no put this one here um like greenwood no matter no rashford okay we put him there um it's just, yeah that's that's not rashford's position i just uh, it works in moments but I don't want him to be playing there in the future. Um, I was going to do a separate episode actually. Just br- completely breaking down Manchester United's right winger problem. Because it is a huge, huge issue. And it c- it's causing an imbalance in the team. I think as well. Uh, I'm going to give him a 7. I thought he was he was fine today. Uh, I thought thought he played okay. Could have been a lot better. Bruno Fernandes. Uh, I'm going to give him an 8. I think, um, still, you know, even with how tired he looked, which I don't know if some of you noticed, but I noticed him being particularly tired today, and I don't really blame him, he's just putting in so much work and effort, um, I'll give him an 8, I thought he tried some few, a few things here and there, could have done better in certain spells, uh, but, yeah, it was, just wasn't quite at it today, as much as he used, is used to, and it shouldn't all be up to him, you know, there's 10 other players and the manager on the pitch, um, or the manager's not on the pitch. Ten other players on the pitch and the manager. It shouldn't all be... He shouldn't have to work as hard as he is. So, yeah. Uh, Martial... Uh, I mean, I've got to penalise him quite a lot for that miss. Because I, I just... I can't get over that miss. It was so bad. Um, uh, he, he had some... He did have some good moments today, Martial. Um, I'll chuck him a six. You know, that miss was pretty bad. Um, like really, really bad. Because <laughs> um, I, I usually what I do, I don't know if some, I don't know if I've said this before. I usually watch the match, come in here pretty much straight away, uh, or maybe a couple of hours later, depending depending on the day, the situation, or whatever. Um, I do the podcast, upload it, and then a couple of hours later, maybe I go back and watch the highlights. Not the whole game again. I wouldn't sit there and watch ninety minutes of football again. Um, but I go back and watch the highlights. I'm very curious to see. How I feel, I guess, when uh, when I go and watch that particular part again. Because I'm guessing that will be in the highlights because it's a pretty big part. But he did have some good moments today, Martial. He did have some good moments. But he he's not a number nine. He's not a striker at all. Um, But, yeah. So, I don't know. I'll give him a six. Cavani. I thought Cavani was really, really unlucky today. The chip shot. Really good effort. Because um, I sort of saw him running through on goal, and I was like, yes, this is the situation I want Cavani to be in. And then I sort of saw the two PSG players catching up with him, and he, he probably saw it himself as well. He was right there, obviously. I thought, like, okay, I don't think Cavani can make it into the box to do, like, a poacher sort of finish. 
and then he tried to chip him, so I don't know, there was no one near him either, so like maybe if he could have passed to somebody else, they could have passed back or something, and he could have been a bit closer to the goal. I still continue to be confused, that there's certain points where like Cavani's on the right, Cavani's on the left, and then he's in front of the defence, and it's like, is is that, I still can't really tell, I've tried to look at it maybe a bit differently, I still can't tell if that's Cavani doing that, or if it's the manager telling him to do that, or some sort of combination of both, I don't really know. But, um, I mean, he's doing a lot of work rate, right? which is good for a, what, 32-year-old player, which is quite good, but I want him near, nearer to the box. Um, I don't know, I, th- I think it could potentially cause some attacking problems, I don't know, but uh, I thought he had a good game nonetheless, so um, yeah, I'll give him an 8. Uh, who is my man of the match? I think I did give Cavani the highest rating, didn't I, with an 8. I didn't give anybody a 9. Um, would I give Bruno an 8 as well? I'd give it to Cavani. I thought he was he was probably our best player today. Uh, let's look at the substitutes. Pogba came on, didn't do a whole lot. Had a really good shot, actually. I thought that was um, uh, kind of quite refreshing to see. Um, he almost went in, which would, have been, which would have been really good. But apart from that, again, just kind of playing like he's got bricks in his boots. I don't really understand it. I don't know if that's like um, just the way he runs, and I've not noticed it until now. I'm I don't know. I'm I'm slightly confused about that. Uh, I hadn't actually looked at this bench to be honest. I just sort of ran out of time by the time the game started. Lingard's on the bench, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know why how he's made it back in there. I don't know. There is a lot of subs on the bench, so I guess he just kind of filled a slot up, I suppose. Uh, but I can't blame him for anything because he didn't even play. Greenwood, I thought he looked a bit sharper today, uh, was kind of all over the place and stuff, which was good, uh, I thought he was alright, Igalo came on with like one minute to go, so I can't really say much about him, Van der Beek came on, looked really, really good, should have started the game, uh, there was talk of him having some sort of knock, but he probably should have come on a lot earlier than the 77th minute, um, we should have brought somebody on when we let in the, um, second goal, which was... Um, in the 69th minute, yeah, and then we made subs like almost 10 minutes later, so just just too slow again from from Molly in that situation. So that's pretty much my thoughts. Um, I've been doing longer episodes, like 40 minutes or so. I want I want to kind of end it here to, for for today. Um, I've I've given all my thoughts for the game, so that's that's pretty much it for me. Uh, West Ham, half past five, Saturday, I'll be back um, slightly after that um, for, the, for the Saturday night podcast. We'll see. That's going to be really, really tough. We do historically struggle a lot away to West Ham, uh, although we're struggling a lot at home this season as well, as we just have. Uh, so we'll see how all that goes as well. But uh, just just a bit deflated, just a bit disappointed today. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed, but just... Uh, a bit deflated. Um, let me know what you thought of this game and the performance, and me giving Maguire and Lindelof a zero because I just I d- you've got to drop them. Like can't he? Can't Ollie see that? I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think of this game or anything related to entertainment talk or anything related to Manchester United. Uh, basically, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes as well. Um. Yeah, that's it. If you want to check out all the rest of the content that we've got, it's on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. Uh, If you like what you've heard today, you want to support it and support more, that would be great. 
uh, Patreon. We're on there, the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free and ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about our content. Social media, you can do the same thing. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, uh, David's got you covered over on Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Uh, speaking of Geektown, by the way, the Geektown Awards have now launched. Uh, you can go and vote for your favourite TV shows, games and films. Uh, there's not anyth- there's not anything to do with um, football in there. Uh, just just with TV, games and films. Uh, like most anticipated games and films and TV for next year. Best games, TV and film for this year. All that sort of stuff. If you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. Uh, you'll be able to find the link for that. Just head over to geektown.co.uk. Uh, and you'll find all that. Uh, Geektown Radio episodes on Tuesdays. This week's episode... Um, was talking about the nominations for this year for what we chose to get nominated. So uh, go and vote for all that and uh, get involved with that as well. Um, so yeah, check all that out. Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on iTunes podcast services. Over on Twitch, Bex is streaming there daily. You can uh, look for her on there if you want to subscribe to her follower. Uh, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch, uh, I should be streaming tomorrow, I think. Uh, late Thursday afternoon. Excuse me. Um, so look out for that. If you search for eTalk UK on uh, Twitch, you can see me do my uh, Pez Master League um, and uh, some other games. I'm streaming Last of Us 2 and, and other things at the moment as well. So check all that out, eTalk UK on Twitch. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. I'll see you all on Saturday for whatever the hell happens against... Um, West Ham, but uh, let's hope that this doesn't happen. Well, it will happen again. Let's hope it doesn't happen on Saturday. Let's let's at least get a week of whatever. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Goodbye.